flowing to break every yoke of bondage, every past hurt, pain, disappointment. As soon as you bow down, the blood flows and it will heal every area of your life. And every discipline will bring forth new in from the Holy Ghost. I don't know who needed that besides me, but that was good. Ready for the word of God? First John 3 and 1. Let's read. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Whew. What manner, undescribable manner of love that we didn't even have a choice really, but God said, I need the freedom. And so he chose his only son so that we can become children of God. I got to break the curse right now. You are no longer children of wrath. Stop allowing the enemy to trick you. You are a child of God with his DNA. D-N-A, period. It's not A-N-D where you can add yourself in there. It's D-N-A. Don't you add nothing else. It's done. I'm a child of God and that settles it. How about that? Huh? Can we just stay right there with an exclamation point? Go ahead and shout, I'm a child of God. Go home with that. DNA. Not A-N-D. Man. I think that's been the problem. Hmm? It was a period that we put in. Period. DNA. Period. Amen. Whew. All right, I want to read a couple of passages of text. First, first, Second Corinthians, uh, chapter number three. Verse number
pray. Father, we thank you for this divine opportunity that you have given us to feast at your table. Thank you for loving us, choosing us, calling us, compelling us, delivering us, forgiving us, washing us, and keeping us. Lord, you're everything to us. For the letter kills, 
but the Spirit brings life. The letter kills, but the Spirit brings life. I want you to keep that in your spirit and turn to Romans 5, verse 5. letter kills, but the spirit, the spirit brings life. The letter kills, but the spirit brings life. And we got that spirit in our hearts, written by the Lord. Isn't that good? Man didn't write your heart. So don't give man your heart. Give your heart to God. Romans chapter 5, verse 5 reads. Now hope does not disappoint us because, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts. By the Holy Spirit who has given, who was given to us. For when we were still with, without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for, <coughs> for scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man someone would dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, much more than having now being justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now receive the reconciliation. Amen. Verse 5 says, but God demonstrates his love toward us. He demonstrates his love toward us. And his love set us free. I want you to meditate for, for the rest of your life. You're free to love from your heart. You may be seated in the spirit of the Lord. I, I want I want <coughs> to just share a couple of key points that jumped off of the pages um, as the Lord was leading me in the study. And God has did everything himself because he alone is able to do it. And 
I believe I believe that when Paul is writing, Paul is writing from a, 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 a point of view to encourage us about what God has already done. We strive so hard in our minds uh, to get things right, um, but God is saying, don't try to think it out, faith it out. In other words, in other words, he has given us and equipped us with every spiritual blessing, which Paul states in Ephesians chapter one, we already have everything in the spirit realm. What God wants us to do is begin to live in the spirit realm and not in the flesh realm. It is a constant battle, Paul describes in his writings. His letter describes to us that there is a battle that is going on between flesh and spirit. Um, but I, I, I really <laughs> wrestled with that because I know that God's spirit is all-powerful. How many of you know that? It is something to know that God's spirit is all-powerful, yet Paul says, I wrestle with the spirit that is all-powerful. It reminds me of Israel when he wrestled with God. Jacob, he wrestled with God, um, the angel of God, and said, I won't let you go till you bless me. And because he wrestled with them, he came up lame. He came up limping because he wrestled with God. I, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of wrestling with God because I'm tired of limping in areas of my life. Um, you, you know, there's areas in your life where you have uh, wrestled with God in your mind when you knew better in your heart. And God is telling you to release his love, but you have released wrath. Because you wanted to please you instead of please God. You have to understand that God so loved you that he delivered his spirit into you, which now your spirit wants to activate love. And so whenever you are going into anger, you are really fighting against the power of God, which is the love of God, which dwells in you. When you first got saved, you had this thing down. Because you were so grateful that something had happened to you that you couldn't even explain or articulate to anybody else. You were grateful. As a matter of fact, all you talked about was what Jesus did. Now you want to talk about what you do and what you've done. And then, then, then when God allows something to happen to you, then you want to talk about who did it to you. <laughs> Can we... <laughs> Just let the spirit minister to us this morning. Because now, now you, you're going to have to understand you, you, you're free from all of that. Not only are you free, but God said, I put my spirit in you so that you can love just like I do. You are now free to love the way God loves. So God said... <clears throat> Uh, that he delivered his spirit. His spirit came into you to first minister to you. Let me tell you what happened. His spirit came in and every hurt area in your life, he began to heal hurt areas in your life. That's why you felt so good. 
because you were free. And then you went back to jail. Have you ever been free of something? And, 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 and been free and been operating just as happy? And then something will happen and will trigger a thought. And you sit down and meditate on the thought. You was free from the thought. But now you want to think about it. Because your flesh realm is trying to battle against your spirit realm. And you have given way for your flesh realm to take place when it has no area in your life anymore. Thereby, you become frustrated, meditating on hurt. When God has set you free. And so, and so, and so, we, uh, one of the things the enemy tries to do is to get you to think about what's went wrong. And God has did everything that's all right. Everything that God did, God came in and fixed everything with one move. His love covered a multitude of sin. It covered every sin that you did and every sin that was done to you. So if it covered every sin that you did, can you just stay there and be happy instead of getting mad at what they did to you? Uh, that's what the enemy tries to do. He tries to lure you in. Let me tell you why. Because the enemy knows that you have been chosen for ministry. Just as God has reconciled you back to himself, you now have his love so that you can reconcile others unto the body of Christ. But the enemy don't want you to reconcile others. He wants you to pick and choose who you want to reconcile. Mm. But God has already chose who he wants you to reconcile. God chose the ones that he wants you to reconcile so that you can deliver his love to them and not try and deliver the ones that you want to be saved. God has let people hurt you so you can turn around and forgive them. And the devil has told you that you're the son of wrath. So he told you to be mad at him. But God is so able. He delivered his spirit. So that his love would go out of you. And you've been wrestling with releasing his love because you have not allowed his love to be fully established in your heart at all times. You want to pick and choose. When you want the blood to flow. I've learned, I've learned, I've learned that people who have picked and chosen have allowed their arteries to become clogged. And when the artery gets clogged, it cannot flow the blood necessary to the heart for the heart to function properly. Therefore, they have to go in and get sick in their arteries. I'm talking from a physical standpoint. And the sick opens up what has been clogged because they have, they, they say it's related to cholesterol. I don't know what it's related to. Uh, but I do know this, that anytime you take in too much garbage, it can clog up anything. watching the water flow down the street 
of my sidewalk and the leaves was blowing out and I wasn't cleaning up the leaves and the leaves covered up my drain and the water just started building up but it wasn't designed to just build up it was designed to flow and keep moving and as I went out I said oh I got a flood so when I backed my car out it would get all dirty and the kids have to jump over the water I said let me get out here and do some work so I got out and I removed the thing that was clogging the, the, and, and disrupting the flow. And as soon as I removed it, the water began to flow. And I looked the next day, and all the garbage that was sitting there because there was a flow, it was washing it away. There was no more dirt when it dried up because the water had washed it away. What is the Spirit saying? The Spirit is saying, when you allow the Spirit to flow freely in you, it will keep washing the garbage out of your life. But the moment you start to take thought of what went wrong in your life or want to release wrath because you are acting outside of who God has called you to be, it causes a clog, and God is saying, I, he's here to unplug every clog in your life. Yeah. And so, and so, he says for us to be ministers to the spirit that dwells in the heart. God says he loves you so much with all of his heart that he would deliver his spirit into your heart so that you can love others like he loves you. But before you can love somebody else the way he loves you, you're going to have to love him the way that he loves you. Check this out. You can't love God with your mind. And you can't impress God with his word. You know, sometimes you, you get two or three scriptures under your belt. And, 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 you, and you try to, to, to use the word to make you look good. That is God's word. And he already looked good. <laughs> and so, and so, we have allowed immaturity to break forth because of our thinking but God don't want God wants you to be free from your thoughts because he says his thoughts are not our thoughts his spirit is in us so we have the same spirit in our heart God says this about David. He says, he is a man 
after my own heart. Why? Because David loved God. David loved God that when it so much that he didn't have to get himself ready for a promotion. As a matter of fact, when it came time for David to be promoted, David came, everybody else had time to wash up. But God says, I've chosen one who's not even looking at trying to get grown up. He's looking at me and is so satisfied in loving me back. He's sitting on the other side of the mountain blowing kisses to me while everybody else is trying to impress me. So when the priest, when Saul, when Samuel came to the house, all the other men, all of his brothers came in ready to be anointed. They had time to wash up. But David, he came in smelling like sheep dunk. Been caring for sheep. Didn't look the part, but was chosen. Let me share something with you. It's not how much you know. It's not how you look. It's how you love. Is there anybody in here that's ready to give God all of their love? Now, now David wasn't a man that had it all together. But one thing he did have together is that he loved God. And he trusted God. Now, I got to give you this, this, this part. <clears throat> Trust is a key attribute of love. If you don't trust God, you don't love God. Because if you love God, you'll trust him. Say I'm a child of God. Okay. If you love God, you've been free by God, and you know the blood is taking care of you on the inside. Don't you believe that God will take care of everything on the outside? How many of you know that God is omnipotent? How many of you believe he's omniscient? That means he knows everything. How many of you believe that God is Shama? He's right here. God is so much Shama. Shama means that he is right here, right now. But at the same time, he's at home where you left him. And he'll be at the gas station when you go fill up. He's here. He's there. He's everywhere. And if you know that that's your God and he has proven himself, it would be one thing to doubt God if he hasn't proven himself. But he has proven himself over and over and over and over and over and over and over. When the enemy came upon you, he stumbled and fell. It wasn't because of you. It was because of the love of God that was already in you. So he writes, he says, God demonstrated his love toward us by sending his, the best that he had to die on the cross for you so that his spirit could come into you. This, this was a plan before everything began. 
Because God is, is all-knowing, he knew that every covenant that man tried to keep, that he wouldn't be able to keep it. God knew it. God knew when he placed Adam and Eve in the garden. He hoped that they wouldn't, but he knew that they would fail. So he put a system in place so that when he got his system in place, that men could no longer fail because of the Christ that he had planned to come in. So when they kept breaking covenant and he kept delivering them and he was breaking covenant, why? Because their thought process, they didn't trust God. Why is it hard to trust God? Because you are built on the foundation of the word. Whenever you become so confident in you, you have lost confidence in God. Listen, the only thing that allows you to be you is God himself. And so God says you have to have confidence in me. And this is the confidence that I have, Donna, in approaching God. That if I ask for it, he hears now, that's the first part. This is the confidence that I, how many of you have asked God for something? How many of you have been sick before and asked God to heal you? How many of you know that you got healed by God? You got healed by God, and sometimes you won't even pray over the Tylenol or the Motrin that you put in your body. When you have a headache because you think that's what's getting rid of it. Then trust me. I know for sure there's been times you've taken it and it didn't work. But the prayers of the righteous work. And you told somebody you had a headache that was wise enough to pray for you. And when the Tylenol didn't work and the motion worked, the bomb in Gilead had to work because he is a healer. Bet you you'll start praying over that stuff now. <laughs> because he anoints the medicine to work. Without his anointing, nothing works. That's why he had to anoint you. Because you couldn't work. You wouldn't function right. Yeah, I know you was a male, but you was a male dysfunction. love so that we can embrace it and believe it. Final point. You're going to have to believe that he loves him to me. Because when you doubt God, you clogged it up again. How the blood don't flow when doubt is the very opposite of worship. When you worship, it flows. Uh, let me tell you something. Worship has broke out in this place. Listen, worship has broke out in this place. Listen, worship has broke out in this place. You've been going around worshiping God like never before. Why? Because worship has broke out in this place. And the enemy knows worship has broke out in this place. So he's trying to send distraction so that you can begin to doubt. 
But the Lord says he's lifting up a standard. What does that mean? He's putting his own spirit. He's elevating it in you. You don't have a choice but to worship God because not only is the blood flowing through you, your worship is setting the blood free to flow in somebody else's life. Hey, who the spirit has set free? Woo! Your worship flowing in hospital. Your worship causing the blood to flow in prison cells. Your worship. What you going to do, everything? When you going to do it now? Oh, he's the God of now. It's already happened. The prayer that you ordered your lips to pray, he heard it before you ordered it. Why? Because his spirit is in your heart. That's why uh, someone who can pray good don't impress me. Because I'm impressed by a move of God. And, and when you're flowing in the spirit, my spirit just connects. Why? Because he designed it that way so that we can flow. And when the body starts flowing because we believe God, all the things that God said to happen has to happen. But it don't happen because we're not hooked up and flowing. Oh, but today, there's a divine hookup that's happening in this place. And everybody who had doubts, you have been freed because we are breaking that spirit of doubt through a spirit called worship. And the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood is flowing. He wasn't focused on the whooping. <laughs> he was focused on the healing. Oh, man, we understand that. Whatever we go through, if we focus on him, he's going to release purpose in whatever you go through. Oh, but they hurt me. Uh, I believe the 39 stripes he took on his back, he could have turned and told them, you hurt me. You're going to pay for this. But he didn't do that. Because love had greater purpose than pain. I got to ask you a question. Is the love of God, does it have more purpose than the pain that you've gone through. Listen, it's only reason why you got that pain is because he loves you enough. He said, I can trust you 
with the pain that you still gonna allow my spirit to flow in your life. Is there anybody in here that's ready to let it flow? Let it go so it can flow. He says, they nailed him on the cross with purpose. He was still hooked on purpose. Everything that has happened in your life does not disqualify your purpose. Why? Because every time something has changed, God changed it. And we want to focus on the hurt instead of the blessing. He said, I'll make your enemy your footstool. That means every time somebody hurt you, he took you higher. Anybody in here can attest to that? And they thought, listen, they thought by hurting you, they were taking you down. But his ways are not our ways. And his thoughts are not our thoughts. And so the enemy was coming against you and God was saying, that's how I'm taking you up. And we focus on what they're doing more than we focus on what his love but not no more. Somebody shout, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free from every past hurt. As a matter of fact, I'm going to laugh at my past why? Because I know what they did to me. I'm going to get happy about what God had me to overcome because of the blood that is flowing. He said the blood freed you and made you an overcomer. Ah. Ah. He made you an overcomer. So that the things that faced you, that wanted to take you down, God said, I'm using that so I can take you over. You'll never understand what it means to be an overcomer until I allow you to overcome it. But I've already assigned that you've been an overcomer because you were overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony and when you come over this you'll have another testimony so others can be overcome by the blood of the lamb that's flowing from the heart through the love of God somebody shout that's love that's love that's love love God's love is so awesome that it sets you free. And when you love somebody that you listen, that the world tells you you're not supposed to, it sets them free. You got the keys to people who are locked up in prison. You got the keys because you're the minister. can no longer deliver a letter. We're not up under the letter of the law. You did this, you got to pay. He said we can deliver letters. 
because I want to spend my time with other people. That's what we're ministering about. Ministering to other people. I know you did it. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the love of God that saved sinners. See? That same love. I want you to have. That's why I'm going to love you no matter what happens. I know it hurts to love the ones who hurt you. And here's why. Because you still see that's a lie in your eye system. I deserve this. I've been this and I've been that. I, I, I. Lay the I down. Lay it down and let it underline God is. God is. He is what? He's in control of it. Paul says it this way in Galatians 2.20. He says, I've been crucified. You want to put I in it? Put that on it. And I no longer live. I've been crucified with Christ. They hung him on the cross. They whooped him all night. I've been through whoopings too. I've been crucified with him. And I no longer live. But the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved himself, me. Amen? Who loved me and gave himself for me. I'm part of him. I belong. I can't carry anger because that was bondage. I'm free. I can't carry hate. Ooh, it was bondage. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Wait, wait, wait. I'm free. What you going to carry is this. I'm going to carry love. It's all I got. What you going to give out? I'm going to open it up. And I'm going to give you some. Because that's all I got. See, you don't have to get rid of all your other luggage. Because narrow is the gate. You can fit the love through. But all the other baggage got to get left. So that the love of God can be blessed in your life. Somebody shout, I'm free to love. Give God a hand of praise.